Rohit, has the IT department done something to the control panel? Well, I'm the IT department, Evelyn. And I'm the podcast manager and co-host of the show. Has anyone done something to the control panel? What do you mean? Someone has changed all the labels on the buttons. Oh, well, I, I re-engineered it. Re-engineered? Uh, well, I, I kind of rationalized. Rationalized? You know, I made it more logical. How is that? Put uh, them together where they made more Where's sense. Where's the button to play the opening theme? The one that used to be right here on the screen? That's the thing. I group the buttons by functional activity because <laughs> you I know, thought that might I don't care what you think. I care what our listeners think. Uh, well, because a bunch of them are sitting with their index finger hovering over a button labeled skip this episode in case this podcast doesn't seem to be going anywhere. But, because the head of IT messed with our production process. Timeline at the bottom, icon at the left. Thank you. Engineered knowledge. What does it do to your organization? Does it make it more efficient or does it uh, disrupt? I'm Evelyn, the business manager for the podcast, How We Manage Stuff. And I'm Anna, <laughs> director general of personnel relationships. Where did you come from? I've been sitting here quietly. Just I didn't think here. such a thing was possible. And I'm Rohit from IT. With an episode we're calling Organizing What You Know. Either of you ever heard of the term corporate culture? Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Well, it's uh, it's like the culture of the corporation. Well, is saying that it's like what everyone knows. Common knowledge. Yes, common knowledge. It's like how employees treat customers and treat each other. Yes, treat each other. Like not having the CEO yell at junior staff. Not yell. It's how to do stuff. How you think about the company. How you think about others. Not bad. Thank you. Common knowledge is a good description. But I'm going to tell you it doesn't exist. Good. What do you mean good? Well... I mean, it seems to me that, you know, a corporation is an organization. Yes. And all of the people are divided up and given tasks, and there are rules for how the different groups work and interact. A company is organized, and so the knowledge should be Ooh, organized. Ooh, someone actually read the notes for today's meeting? That was in the notes? That was in the notes. In modern society, and in industrial society, all knowledge requires a human organization to hold it. Someone needs to codify the knowledge. Someone to keep it. Someone to communicate it to others. Someone to check that the knowledge is properly oh, used. Research and record. Teach Not and bad. critique. Not bad. So like in production, the engineering team creates a product and the instructions of how to make and it. And the factory staff holds those instructions. Or maybe the engineers themselves hold and it. someone teaches the instructions to the workers. Probably factory management. And then like quality control checks how all the product but, is but, made. But, exactly. But how does that connect to corporate culture? Corporate culture. Like the idea that you treat customers politely. How is that knowledge organized? Sometimes it's easiest to work backwards. You know who enforces that idea? The idea to treat customers well? The head of, head sales. of sales. Well, I'm not surprised that you know this. Who teaches the idea to the company? Well, the head of sales. But we teach it to ourselves. We do. Of course. More than one person can do the teaching. Who holds it? Well, the head of sales. But actually, a lot of people. Most everyone is very proud of the way that we treat customers. As well they should be. But who, like, created it? The head of sales? No. It was the people who created the podcast. Wow. So it was done, like, in the 50s? We haven't been around quite that long. So the 60s? So why are we talking about this and today? you didn't read the notes. 
We have some business opportunities that involve how organizations change when they start to formally engineer their knowledge. How they change when they build databases and customer relation management systems and workflow systems. Intelligence systems. Especially intelligence systems. And what do we do? We're forming a product development team with the two of you and an expert who's coming in as a contractor. Is this Kian? Oh, Kian. What does Kian do Uh, again? A knowledge engineer from uh, Limerick. Ireland. Ireland. Big place for software. But it's such a small country. Rohit, is he on Skype as I asked? Yes, but... Oh, um, here's the Skype button. Well placed. Hello? Ian, is that you? Yes, it is. Evelyn, and how are you today? Fine, and you? Grand. Grand. I'm sitting in this coffee shop, watching all these little kids come in. And get triple shot lattes. That's pretty powerful. Apparently, we're across the street from a school that teaches entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship? are talking about deals. Wait, where are you? We're just a few doors down from your office. Rohit? You said you wanted to talk with him on Skype. You did. Not if he's in town. Get him here. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Keon? Anna's coming for you. So I don't have to follow me chips Um, sure. See you soon. So, are we talking about formally engineered knowledge? Yes. So, something like the formal organization of databases in the 70s? Yes. Because, well, I mean, before Edgar Codd and relational databases, we just built databases like random. Well, more transactionally. But, yes, we didn't have much of a process. And then, like in 1970, Codd said that data was defined by relationships. And everything changed. Right. A customer might be considered to be a name that had a bunch of relationships to other forms of information. A relationship to an address, a different relationship to a credit card, another relationship to transactions. And yet further relationships to data that expresses how they feel that they yes, might have been yes, treated. Yes, 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 And then those relationships could be used to design a database. Yes, but those relationships also defined who could add to a database who enforced what was in it and how it was interpreted. somebody needs a field in their narrative framework that asks if the consultant is in town? Apparently we do. How are you doing, Keon? Oh, just grand. So what are we doing on this project? Are we going to be like deep learning and building autonomous cars? Not quite, Melissa. There's a lot we can do before we jump into the well of deep learning. And autonomous cars? Well, mere application. Engineered knowledge does two things that work in opposite directions. Gets you up and pulls you down if you Meaning know. what? Well, it spreads influence. A computer system can take knowledge that was once local and spread it through an organization. And the second direction, where engineered knowledge pulls you down? Concentrates power. Takes away some of the power of the group and gives it to a small class. You're talking about informal knowledge that was once held by a large group of people who might not have shared the same definitions or relationships. It tightens the organization to a single standard. And that's what's always bothered me about engineered knowledge. It has always bothered me. What's bothered you? Using a single definition for some little piece of knowledge. I mean, in a lot of cases, you're asking people to shoehorn some big idea into an 8-bit field, just like you'd shoehorn a size 7.5 foot into a size 6.5 Louboutin. That's not quite the same thing at all. You'd have to cut off 5 sixteenths of an inch to make it work. Ah, my dear. Knowledge engineering has a lot in common with standardization. 
and we learn to make standardization work for us. We buy the shoe that fits our foot and no. lie Wait. about the size to Wait. our friends. That's what's wrong. Lying to our friends. Not that we don't lie to our friends, but engineering that lie is a is a boyfriend. Okay. Is a boyfriend. Knowledge engineering fails on is a right, boyfriend. Right, is right. a boyfriend is a specialized form of friendship between two people. Yeah. But think what you do when you engineer is a boyfriend. It just doesn't work. It doesn't. But you have it to. It looks simple. But you just have to work harder and harder and harder. You do. Anna. First, it completely fails on the gender thing. You can't just say that when a person is a boyfriend, he's a guy, like a guy guy. You can't. You can't. But, Not anymore. <sighs> and you say that you can do a special version for each pairing. Straight, gay, bi, transgendered, testing the waters, putting on a show, taking an extreme position just to irritate your nosy aunt. Right there. Right there, you end up with like 49 specialized relationships. And you can't keep track of them, even if you have 49 friends in relationships. Oops. And there is the issue of what boyfriend means. Dating? Paying the bill? Exclusive? Benefits? Like, benefits? Benefits? Or holding the door? I mean, it was last week. Just last week. And it was a third date. And I thought it was going somewhere. Really going somewhere. And bam! He lets the door slam in my face. In my face! And so I have to think, that's it. That's it. This is nowhere. Nowhere at all. Uh, and friend. that brings up the whole issue of timing. Of timing. When does is a boyfriend become true? And when does it drop? What if I think you're a boyfriend and you don't? Or vice versa? And who needs to know? Just the girl or the guy? Or the girl's posse? Or the boy's entourage? Or the parents? Heavens, we should leave the parents out of this there discussion. Are ways. I know, I know, I know. There are tools, fuzzy sets, probability theory. But what does it mean to be 20% of a boyfriend with a 70% probability? Is it better than being 70% of a boyfriend with a 20% probability? You've made your point. Rohit, Maybe. here's my point. Someday, you are going to be 100% of a boyfriend. 100% of a boyfriend, and you will have no idea, no idea at all. You'll say something wrong. A social situation will blow up in your face, and all you'll be able to say is, could that have gone better if I had done a better job of engineering my knowledge? A better job of knowledge engineering? Do I now have to lie to my friends about a girlfriend I never knew I had because I did a pathetic job, a truly pathetic job of knowledge engineering? Or do you just lie to yourself, as all guys do? Instead of lying about hypothetical is not a boyfriend, can I get us to is a conclusion? You're the boss, lady. Do you know what we need from this group? What might we offer as a training product in this space? Brilliant. Draft report on Monday? Something you think might be close to 100% true and highly likely to be profitable. Yes, ma'am. Because you things can change your organization more than how you engineer your knowledge. This is Evelyn, the business manager and co-host for the podcast, How We Manage Stuff. Take care. This is a copyright notice, but of course it's not. It's a chance for us to perform one more time for you and ask you to subscribe to How We Manage Stuff through iTunes, our website, http colon slash slash. Why do I always say that? Doesn't everyone know this? HowWeManageStuff.com or any of those other places. But at the end, we sneak in a bit of a notice, a real one. 
Copyright 2017 by Jaggy LLC. All rights reserved.